Welcome to the Truth CSGO podcast, episode 117. The Paris Major part seven featuring Roy from Fnatic. Hey guys, this is Electro. Hey guys, I'm Guardian. This is Daps. This is Nico. This is Nifty. This is Chris J. This is Fair. Code Zero. Flusher. Oh, this is Kerrigan. Are you listening to the Truth? The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth CSGO podcast. The Truth CSGO podcast. The Truth CSGO podcast. And this is Raps, and you're listening to the Truth CSGO podcast. It's day two of the Legend stage. It's actually a sunny day in Paris for the first time pretty much ever uh, in the history of Paris. Uh, the birds are singing. There's people in the park nearby. And the media room is getting packed full now. It's elbow to elbow with uh, Brits, Yanks, Brazilians, and the French are now out in force. They huddle around the TV set. Uh, ring when uh, Zaiwu makes a, a big play. It's very exciting. Uh, as per, the upsets have been continuing. Bad News Eagles beat G2 into the breach beat phase, both in best of ones. By the time this is live, I'm sure black will be white and 2 plus 2 will equal 5. Majors, it seems, are now not a matter of which big team name will win, but which underdog will blow out which big team. And in some ways, I think this is due to a regression in the meta. FaZe's success made it look deceptively like a team of five superstars could be the best in the world, and their subsequent rocky road has proven how unsustainable it is as a concept. But the illusion still remains. In the second media day, I interviewed Roy, Cypher, JKM, Dupree and Brokey. And I talked with them about this idea of the meta and in fact whether there's such a thing as a meta at all. First up here is Frederick Jorgensen, or Roy, all of you scrubs, bursting into the public consciousness with the V4 winning roster on Tricked Esports, with the now infamous Hunden at the helm. Then he was served up uh, by Copenhagen Flames on somewhat of a platter, uh, which was then picked apart by the hungry dogs of the other teams of Europe. And he found himself, or has found himself, as one of my colleagues in the media room says, Usta player on Fnatic. Roy is the undisputed king of CSGO Twitter, primarily because he's not trying to outwit, banter or shit-talk anyone. He's just running his own special race. Uh, and that's a rare thing. Here's Roy. I'm here with Roy. Oh. How you doing? Good. Great. You guys haven't played for a little while. Yeah, it's been a, a little small drought for us. Yeah. Uh, but we've been practicing, so I mean, it's uh, not the best thing you want to go into a, like a game or like a big tournament. You kind of feel like you haven't played in a while, but uh, like practice is not really the same. But uh, I think we are all very confident. So one thing I'm actually curious about: <clears throat> Do you scrim teams? that are going to be in the legend stage or do you strictly scrim teams that aren't? Oh, like always for all tournaments we always want to avoid like teams who's playing in the same tournament unless it's like unless the alternative is something some teams that is like really bad where you can't really feel if your things are working because the opponents aren't on the same level so uh, but yeah like 100% we always try and avoid the teams that we know we can face in any tournament so yeah. Um, now you <laughs> obviously you kind of came up in our consciousness or at least mine I'm from Australia so maybe I focus on things slightly differently to the European guys but you kind of really came into my consciousness with Flashpoint um, and especially your Twitter account yeah. which uh, I to be honest with you like mad props because when you started speaking the way you did on Twitter <laughs> like years ago I was like holy shit like he's already done like a lot of this, yeah. surely he can't keep going. <laughs> uh, what other fucking um, 
organization would allow their player to continually incorrectly spell yeah. <laughs> the name of the org year <laughs> after year. I mean, how did this start? Uh, I mean, I think it was just like back in Flames one time. I just, I just really hated doing those uh, tweets every single time, like 2-0, nice game, GG, all that kind of thing, which is like, I just... I just don't really like being like a robot. And then, uh, I don't know, like some guy called Slowy from the Finland scene, I think he's playing in Havel. He did like some really fun tweets back then as well, like kind of similar, uh, where he, like he misspelled like opponents' teams like wrong and like made a bit of fun of the opponents. And uh, I thought that was pretty funny. And then I don't know how it escalated, uh, <laughs> really. I don't know how it started, but it was, yeah, it was kind of like. Actually, I have actually no idea how the, the, the Falmus thing started, but it was kind of like misspelling our own so team. Good. Yeah, it was really good. And, and now Fantic. Yeah, and I was like, when I joined Fnatic, I was sure like I had to do that as well. And I actually, I actually asked our manager if, uh, if it was okay I did it with right. their team. And he was like, yeah, of course, you can just keep doing it. So you got permission. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, that's, it was kind of like, yeah, just kind of like evolved slowly. And I think one point it was a bit too much and a bit too, uh, like, bits. I went a bit too far and yeah. I was like, I need to tone it down a little bit. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of like back and forth, but I think in the end now, I haven't tweeted in a while actually. I have done it for like some months now and yeah, I don't know, I just, uh, I haven't really had the motivation or like, what do you say, like the urge to do it. And I don't yeah. really want to tweet just to tweet. I really, yeah. really want to do it when I like to do it. So Yeah, you don't want to yeah. overuse that. Yeah, it's just like I don't want to like just tweet to tweet. That's how I always felt like and now I just... I haven't really felt like tweeting in a while, so now I don't really do it. And maybe it'll come back at some point. It probably will. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I think um, I have some of my favorites here. Probably this is from the era that maybe you're talking about where you went too far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of my favorites is, guys, I am telling you, ESL Pro League is something else. Facing drag ends, goats, and killer bees, it's like old McDonald's farm. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we in Sunny Malta. We facing ninja nin, ninjas from pajamas later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always like the most. Always the funniest one was always like making uh, opponents' team name kind of funny or like. Yeah, because you can't get. Yeah. They're not going to hate on you for it because <laughs> yeah. it's funny. But you are kind of making, you know. Yeah, that's funny. Having, the, I don't know. It's my favorite. Um, guys, Michael Jordan say once, "You miss all the shots you take." <laughs> <laughs> So that is why we take another shot to RMR tomorrow. Thank Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like great because, you know, it, like you said, there is such a culture of like inane kind of PR. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's like everyone knows that it's, it's just crap for tweet's sake or PR's sake or yeah. crap's sake. Like, and, and it's a 19-year-old kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes, like, what do they have to say as well other than we played the game? <clears throat> so I, I really like that you do it. It's, um, I hope you don't stop it. Yeah, I have stopped for a while now, but it's, it's going to come back at some point for sure. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. I, I, that's also why I really like to do it because, yeah, I was also my teammates were joking around, like, okay, coming up with some few ideas and, like, and then I'd make a tweet and I'd always, like, oh, look at my new tweet and yeah, <laughs> yeah. find it kind of funny, so... But yeah, I haven't really had the, the motivation or whatever to, to do it lately, but uh, it'll come for sure again. Uh, I just need some new ideas, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. Some inspiration. <laughs> yeah. you got to reinvent yourself. Yeah. So now I actually just stopped tweeting entirely because I really don't want to tweet, you know, like uh, those normal tweets that everyone does where yeah. it's like, oh, 2-0, yeah. or 2-1, good game, hard game, or whatever. Like, I really well, don't like those. So yeah. The Australian player Liaz has just started tweeting 
the opposite of what happens. Yeah, that's also pretty funny. <laughs> so yesterday they were like, ooh, we won two over yeah, Liquid. That, yeah. We're going into the, the Legends. Yeah, that's pretty funny as well. I that like that. Good. Yeah. It's a, it's a format that not enough people play with, I think. Mm, yeah. Um, well, look, you know, in doing some of my research about you, because I always have to do a little bit, because I watch your games, but I don't necessarily see all the interviews. You have a very, um, how do I say, uh, thorough interview with Thorin. Yeah. And there were some questions that I had that were answered by that about all the, the flip-flopping with Mad Lions and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But I guess one of the things that you mentioned in one of your interviews was the synergy you and Hooksy had on the, the Falmers team. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder how, it's, how it is with Metsy now. Have you found that sort of you, you secondary calling still? Yeah. Are you guys doing that you know, as yeah. a partnership? Yeah, I think like, uh, I think um, Messi is, we kind of fit the same. It's kind of like the same with Hooksy. I think Messi is just a little bit of a different caller, but I basically am doing like the same I did in Flames and I feel like I had the room and the space and the freedom to do it. So I think my role hasn't really changed that much. I think, uh, I think me and Messi, like Messi, we fit together as well as like in terms of like how we want to play and how we want to call and how we think the game should be played, kind of like I did with Hooksy as well. So. Uh, yeah, I think we worked great together. I think it was like uh, one of the great scenarios for me because I really that's what I've been good at, you know, playing and also like secondary calling a lot and like taking a lot of control and all these kind of things. And it can be kind of hard if you play with a caller who is uh, controlling a bit more and doesn't maybe agree that much and maybe not on the same page and stuff like that. Because then if I make a call, bad call or something, you know, then I, uh, a caller who is in the opposite would probably get you know a bit angry or frustrated that I'm taking over and he doesn't agree with it. So right. I think it's very important that. You experienced yeah, that before? No, I don't think so. Like because I think the way I, I've been as a player is kind of involved. I don't think I was like this before when I played with Hooksy. I think I learned with like experience and stuff like that. So I didn't really have that as an issue ever. I think it would be in the future now because I think that's one of my biggest strengths and that's something I learned over time. I don't think I had this much like control and so much calling and so much helping in terms of like controlling the team. I don't think I had that back in the days. I think it's something that I gained slowly in the last couple of years of playing. So. Yeah, I definitely think it would it would probably be a problem in the future if I play with a caller now. I think if uh, if you didn't agree with how I saw the game, I think yeah. it would be an issue. But luckily for me, and that's also one of the things that I really wanted to you know uh, get through when I wanted to join Fnatic. That okay, this is how I am as a player, and I feel like it's one of my biggest strengths. So if I if I if I can't feel that I, or if I don't feel comfortable in calling and helping and stuff, and we're not on the same page with the caller and the coach, then I think it's not going to work out. You know, but I think. Uh, it was a very great fit, and I think uh, Messi fits, you know, exactly how. I think the only difference between him and Hooksy is kind of like they're a different kind of player, and then the, I think Hooksy is a bit more experienced, you know, as a caller and has some more, maybe a bit more control and a bit more like leadership. Uh, of course, he's been doing it for a lot of years now, and I think Messi is just, you know, he's learning and he's uh, he's very good at it still and getting better and better. So yeah, that's basically how it is. One of the things I heard you talk about uh, in the past with Hooksy was that he had the right words to bring the mood of the team up in a, in a lower point. Is that what you're talking about, Messi's still growing into that aspect of leadership? Yeah, I think, uh, I think probably Messi's biggest weakness right now is that he's, he's like the caller, and a lot of times the caller is also the leader in the team. And I think he really lacks those kind of, um, he's not that kind of a person, you know, to like be very controlling and, and a leader who's kind of, who can be harsh sometimes. He seems quite he's gentle. A, yeah, he's a very gentle, nice guy, like everyone likes him. He, you know, he can, I don't think anyone who, who ever talks with him is ever going to feel that he's a, an annoying guy or anything like that. So, it's, and I think sometimes as a leader, you have to be able to be, you know, a bad guy, you know, and mm -hmm. he's 
cannot be a bad guy. So yeah. I think that's like maybe his uh, his biggest weakness, and I think that's also why I maybe am am you know in the team because I have a I can maybe take over th- some of those things, and I can be like a leader in some ways that he can't, and we kind of like take some of our strengths and some of his weaknesses and maybe something he's good at I'm not, I'm not good at and we kind of like help each other so uh, you can do a little good cop bad cop yeah I think so sometimes but you can I mean, be like I, Charlie I, Sheen to his Emilio Estes yeah exactly but uh, I think I also, like, I also have some some uh, some things to learn and you know I can still improve on a lot of things especially you know like being able to pull up the whole team when everyone is down and you know like being a leader in that, in that kind of way I think we're kind of missing that and I think that's why I probably talked about it with Hooks because I thought I thought that was very impressive. What he did back in the team was like, no matter what, if he had a bad game or he didn't shoot anyone or if no one talked, you know, he would always, you know, be the one to step up every single time. And I think that's it's very hard to do. And when you're a competitive person, you're playing this environment and like dealing with uh, tilt and frustration. And because Counter Strike can be a very frustration game sometimes, especially when you want to win. And yes. So yeah, I think that was that's, that's also why I thought highly of uh, Hooksy, and I think he was so good at you know, being a being a very good leader. Fnatic, you guys don't seem like you're... I wouldn't, when, when tilting comes to mind, obviously we've seen Krim smash his desk in the past, but I don't really see you guys as like the tiltiest team. Out no, there. we don't tilt at all, but there's like different kinds of tilt. It's, I think what we're doing is while we get quiet, like we get like uh, okay. not talking well, not have bad communication, like maybe not like tilting, but a little bit of frustration. Mm-hmm. Frustrating. So when you die or something, you'll be like, oh, like... Not like not in a blaming way or like you're blaming your teammates or down bad. Way. Yeah, it's more like the uh, comes yeah, we're all just burning a hole that we can sit in together, <laughs> you know. Instead of you know like whereas tilting teams can maybe be like pointing at each other like oh right. why you did this or like you like blaming each other and stuff. Like right. That. I think so we like I suck. Come yeah. and sit in my suck yeah, hole. Yeah, so we're very like pa- we're very like passive tilters. I think so we can <laughs> definitely get like yeah get a bit quiet and like it definitely hurts our communication and uh-huh. i think when we play the best we have good communication so that's something we've been working on as well that uh-huh. we just no matter what we got to keep up the communication and uh, yeah someone's got to keep that ball of energy bouncing between you like a yeah. pinball right so yeah. it doesn't just sink down a hole and sometimes you just need one guy to pull it on back together and say the guys need to step up and stuff like that and i think uh, yeah sometimes it can be very difficult when you're feeling this feeling yourself you know like being frustrated and, and quiet and stuff so yeah, yeah. So, so who's it usually coming down to then? That person. I think our coach now, like he's, he's. I think he's very good at it. I think he yeah. has had a lot of focus on it as well because he can definitely feel it when it comes right. So I think he's very good at taking pauses at the correct time and kind of like, yeah, drawing out the game for us. Like how it's been. It's actually only been two by rounds. Just like relax, guys. We yeah. got still got this. We just yeah, get yeah. lucky in some rounds and like kind of like getting our head into reality, you know. And I think he's very good at that. But I think it's kind of a mix, like. I can do it sometimes, Messi can do it sometimes, and I think it's just a, yeah, it's a bit of a mix, and sometimes we don't have a guy to do it, and we hurt a lot of, uh, because of it, and I think you know, it's just something we are working on. I've got some um, sillier questions here, but we're probably going to get kicked out in a sec. So <clears throat> one thing I'm really curious about is meta. I mean, asking a lot of players, what's the meta, and what does meta mean to them? And do you even talk about meta when you guys are you know, in the prac room? Is that a word that comes up? Mm, because you hear analysts. Yeah, sometimes I, th- sometimes I think we do when we like when we're talking about a, cer- a certain a certain map. Uh, I think we can talk about it. Like uh, the meta in this map right now is like it's very much about mid control or big control. Like when we're talking about how we should play and how we should uh, approach the map. Sometimes if we're struggling a lot, I think then we are, then we might use the word, but not really that much. But I definitely think that is something that is it's kind of like always in our head and so like. We're always thinking about things that is working right now. So it's basically the meta we're working with and, and talking about. And we always like like to take ideas from someone else. Like 
for example, in Inferno, we played, I think it was Cloud9 in practice, and they kept doing this one-way smoke on a side, and I was like, yeah, we, maybe we should try and do it as well, and just like trying to change our play style and change some things to make it work and make it maybe like change, change so we're going to look a bit more like that, because it felt super annoying to play against, and that's kind of like, that's kind of the meta, right? Right. In some way, but it's not like we're using the word all the time and like having so much focus on it. It's, I think it's just the way it is when you work on a map or you work on your like individualist and how they should do things and but yeah I definitely think the the biggest thing is just on, on maps in general if we struggle a lot we want to like try and fit the meta because we want then we look at other guys like how are they doing it because we obviously we can't figure it out right now we have a really bad T-side on Inferno or whatever it can be and then we look at everyone and, and then we see like similarities between the good teams and we see okay uh-huh. maybe the meta is like this right now so what it should change doing? yeah so the first thing you do is identify that try that and then you can do something new you've, yeah. you've got to catch up to it first is yeah. that right yeah exactly so when we kind of like run out of ideas and we're like what, what should we do then we look at the best the best teams on the maps and look at look at what they're doing and then like okay they these two out of three teams are doing all of this as, and maybe like that's the key so we try mm-hmm. and figure that out and like trying to implement that to our home system do you ever watch tier two tier three teams as well yeah definitely yeah i think we can take you can take stuff from almost like any team especially kind of depends what you want like if it's something um, very team-based and like defaults and like that's something that comes together with the whole team. Maybe we don't look at like the tier three teams, but you want like small tricks and small like uh, gimmicks or whatever smokes, one-way smoke, small uh, ideas for your for your individual place and the, on the map. I think that's very nice to look at. Actually, the, some of the lower tier teams because they uh, have a lot of ideas that people don't know about yet. I think. Is there anyone you've been pillaging? Is there a badly kept secret that you can keep badly? Uh, not so much lately. I think. Yeah, maybe we have one secret, I think. We just figured out that it's going to be new and we're going to show it in this major that it's going to be really fun to see. Okay. Uh, we've seen market. some other teams do it as well, but I think uh, our coach and I think um, he was he came up with the idea and we talked about it and he was like, yeah, maybe this this is maybe the key that we need to figure out the map. And uh-huh. then we started actually like our whole game play is literally around this small thing, which makes it whole work and connect together which has been very efficient in practice so wow. yeah, I'm very excited to see it in action. This is obviously a four-man pixel boost on overpass. Right? <laughs> Nothing like that's an insane thing but it's, I think it's kind of I mean it's a it took a long a while to learn because we're multiple players who so has to learn like specific things and small pixel smokes lineups like things you need to remember so uh, it's definitely a I mean, hard to implement. It took some time, but uh, I definitely think in practice it's been working really well. So it's going to be exciting wow. to see. Yeah, that's sick to hear. Yeah, I feel like you guys made a made a. You've you've had these like times when your heads really come out of the water. You know, <laughs> yeah. Elisa was great. You had a great run there, and there's been times where it's like, oh my god, Fnatic are going to do it. They're going to do it, and then it's like, yeah. You know, you get knocked down by outsiders and heroic at the Rio Major. You know, it just comes kind of like your your head kind of hit the top of the the, the table a few times. Has it been a lack of innovation, do you think? Uh, I think it's like a, a mix of a lot of things. I think, um, I mean, lately we've, yeah, well, I definitely agree, like we have been struggling against some of the best teams, like Outstars and Rogue is also some of the teams we really don't like to play because I think their play style is really annoying for us and the way we like to play and it's, it's kind of hard for us, I think. Um, but I, I mean, in general, I think it's just, you know, I think when we struggle a lot and we like last uh, at the Rio last time I am Rio we just went to I think we just got knocked out by OG I think it's just a, a lack of confidence and, and motivation I think at some point where we just fall off as individuals because the way we want to play and the way we like to play and when we really play good CS is like we're very dependent on everyone being able to you know to make their own decisions and step up individually and I think when we don't do that it can be really hard for us to play because we don't really have like things to fall back on in that sense and uh, so yeah I think it's just uh, something we're getting to and we're learning and I definitely think right now it's like 
I think everyone on the team has never felt as comfortable as we are right now. So I'm it's very good. excited to see how we're going to go into the major because everyone is super confident and the uh, pace has good. been going really good. Yeah. There, there is nothing like a good amount of preparation to make you feel confident, is there? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it feels way better now coming into this tournament compared to uh, Rio last time because we had like really bad series of practice and I don't think I think we had like three out of five guys who felt really bad individually and sometimes it is just like that. I mean, Counter Strike can be a, a rough game sometimes, but I mean. It's definitely nice to to get this feeling that everyone is just you know I don't think a single person on our team is feeling you know in a bad place right now. I think everyone has been stepping up very really good in practice and we've been showing great results in practice. So we just gotta take that and take it to the stage. I saw on your socials that you were going to the gym at some point yeah. together. Is that a continual thing? Yeah, we always do that when we go to events and boot camps and we have some few strict rules like we don't wanna we cannot eat anything fried and like fast food and we cannot keep the diet you know a bit. Normal. It's not like very super strict. It's more like sugaring, sugar, uh, chocolate, and you know, fried fried stuff or fast food. We don't really eat, and uh, we go to the gym as well. Like maybe we try and do it every third day, every fourth day, I think, together. For it's not like anything big. It's more like we just gotta stay there. At least you, you gotta be there at least 30 minutes and mm -hmm. uh, do like whatever you want. It can be cardio if you want to do that. You can do stretches. You can do whatever you want. It's yeah. more like kind of going out together and like coming away from the PC and. Doing something, you know, to move your body in some sort of way, and I, I really, I really enjoy that. That's cool. There's, there's a lot of people I've spoken to who are not doing that, and they're not even doing the food thing. Yeah. And it's like I don't really understand it. This is a job, and it really relies on how you feel and what you're putting into your body. Yeah. And you might only have one shot at this. You know, rosters change, teams change. As we see, money's falling out of teams. Things are falling apart. Like. You, I mean, you are obviously someone who's not so young that you don't respect the chance you've got right now. Yeah, I think it's just hard to see sometimes. Like, for example, in, in Flames, we talked about it at some point as well because I have always been like kind of wanting to encourage that kind of thing because I really like it and I think I've always been doing it my most of my life as well. And I really want to, to eat healthy and stuff like that, but it's hard to do on your own sometimes. I would like to yeah. have some teammates to go to the gym with or like yeah. you know do this kind of stuff. So I really I really enjoy it, but I think it can be hard for some of the young kids to. Because especially some of the young kids, they have like really, they, you know, they don't work out at all and they eat very unhealthy and it yeah. can be hard to just like change that. And it can also be hard to like, maybe it's not necessarily the best thing to change that just for the event because you cannot really like, it's really hard because we spend so much time at home as well. And mm -hmm. it's hard to be strict and have rules when you're home. Like we don't have that as well. Like at home you can do whatever you want, but when we're out, and if you go from like, if you go from this, like from this, and then you go from this, when you go to the events, it can have a negative effect I think yes. so if you have like a guy who doesn't eat who's usually who used to eating fast food all the time and eating healthy food and then all of a sudden he goes to an event and he has to eat completely different it can have a negative effect because his mood will be changing and like yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's kind of finding a balance and kind of being on the same page from day one and, and his body won't be used to putting out that much energy yeah, in a different exactly. way yeah. sometimes it can have like a negative effect and I think it's something you kind of like need to yeah, I don't know how, it's, how to put it in, but I think, it's, I think it's something that will come with time. And I think at some point in, in the years, we'll definitely see like, things being strict about it. And that. It's also hard to see, like, okay, we definitely won today because we didn't eat fast food today. It's kind of right. hard to put the, it's, it's difficult, the, the things together. It's a difficult together. needle yeah. to measure, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. What about caffeine? You, you drink caffeine? Uh, yeah, I think, we, I think most of the team actually drinks a lot of caffeine, doing a lot of like, uh, sugar-free uh, Red Bulls and all that kind of thing. I, don't do that much. I just maybe get one or two coffees a day. Uh, I don't really think about it that much, but like some of the other guys, I think they they also take quite a lot. 
and uh, take snooze as well. So, uh, but I mean, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we oh, have Freddy on the snooze. Yeah, exactly. We have to draw a line somewhere. And I think the line for us is just you know like no sugar. So of course, sugar-free Red Bulls is fine. And and of course, we try and like if if we see someone drinking a Red Bull or a Monster at 10, uh, 10 in the night, then of course we're gonna be like, oh, you should do that, you know. And right. We're kind of like yeah, helping each other to you know. If someone has struggled, is struggling with sleep or anything like, we can always go to our manager and like ask for help because he's, yeah, he's very good at all that. So. so it sounds like you guys have everything you need to do some damage here and smash through that. Yeah, hundred percent. That ceiling. Yeah. That's great, man. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you got, what you yep. pull out. Yep. Me too. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Yeah, no problem.